Hey, this is the Comic Syllabus Podcast. I'm Paul, um, one guy with a PhD talking about comics on a podcast. Um, I, it's been a long time. I've been away from this podcast for, um, for over a year, um, but I come back um, renewed. I come back with uh, a sense of purpose, and I come back um, to offer a remembrance, a remembrance of Derek Parker Royal. Um, Derek, if you um, if you listen to the Comics Alternative podcast, or if you're aware of Comics Scholarship, was a um, an, uh, an English professor, a comics researcher, um, and one of the two guys with PhDs talking about comics over at the Comics Alternative. Um, Derek Parker Royal and Andy Kunkka launched that podcast um, many moons ago, and um, ha- you know had really built something pretty amazing, pretty cool, um, and. Um, something that I got to be part of for a long period of time. And um, Derek uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago, and so he's, uh, he's been on my mind, and I wanted to pay tribute to him and remember him. Um, and at the same time, in the ways that Derek um, uh, inspired and invigorated what I do as a podcaster, um, I, I also wanted to acknowledge his influence and to talk about the legacy of that work that I, that I hope to carry on. Um, the podcast has been away because I finished my graduate studies, um, and I always considered this doing this podcast as something whose returns were the opportunity to engage deeply intellectually in study, you know, in study of comics, and um, something I didn't sort of get to do as much in my graduate work. Um, I, and I really consider that Derek was sort of my <laughs> sort of my my graduate mentor in um, in comics study, um, and not necessarily in, in the university context, but in the um, context of of doing this work together. Derek, um, I think he he really considered um, the podcast and his podcast audience um, sort of like his classroom, and he committed to that work with um, such I think fierce um, you know dedication, such an authentic teacherly love that um, he really inspired me in, 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 in doing this. Um, so I'll talk in a minute about uh, my relationship with Derek and how I got to know him, uh, what I knew of him, um, just as a way to acknowledge and to um, pay homage to, to Derek and to his work. Um, but just um, for a moment, I just want to explain that um, in in the sort of um, course of that inspiration, um, I have been working at a really exciting new job in teacher education. Um, I get to, to exercise a lot of the, um, I think, the passions and the commitments that I have in that job. Uh, but it was a really time-consuming job, and it was a, a good one, and a, a project, a program that was really worth, has been really worth investing my time into, um, my energy, my thought. But I I, I'm transitioning to a, a slightly different role in that program and shifting my sort of work schedule to be able to conduct uh, more research uh, and as well be able to uh, work directly with students a little bit more out of school as, and uh, and to pursue things like this, I think, to pursue the endeavor that this podcast represented of uh, really trying to take the analytical study of comics um, with um, a social and uh, a cultural studies sort of bent um, literacy, thinking about comics literacies entwined with politics and with, with power, with knowledge, with culture, um, with communities, um, with how comics come to take on symbolic uh, meaning in society. 
Um, and I know, I know that everybody has a podcast and many podcasts, uh, particularly about comics um, and the kind of um, fandom that it engenders have come and gone. And I have to tell you that I have always valued, so valued the community of readers that formed around doing this podcast and a sense of purpose of why we're reading and the kind of dialogue that I got to have with many of you who listen. And so if you're new to this podcast, just, you know, know that that's um, kind of the mission statement here. Uh, I drone on a lot. There's (laughs) a lot of (laughs) minutes and hours of, you know, one person talking into a microphone. Uh, I hope that um, it is engaging as a, a kind of um, exercise of dialogue for you and that you have a chance to participate, to talk back, to offer your insights, to, um, to read with me. Um, that's always been kind of the hope of this podcast. And so, um, you know, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Tuply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I. I'm also on Instagram there. And you can email me at Tuply at gmail.com. So, um, why am I back? Um, you know, I'd been thinking about um, coming back for a while and uh, coming back to do this podcast. Um, and, you know, some of it was a certain, I think, um, un- unfinished and unfulfilled um, agenda of intellectual um, search. Some of it, I think, was just a hunger, um, a hunger to talk about things that I was reading to make sense of them, to make meaning of them, to continue to construct and build theory and understanding. Um, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that part of my my impulse is just a love of comics. <laughs> part of it is just having been a kid um, who learned about the world on comics, um, an immigrant kid who had, um, you know, um, comics, uh, you know, laying around the house and, and most of all, like in the library and I would check things out and eventually found my way to a comic book store and so on. Uh, and, I, and I learned to read and I think I learned to, to uh, a whole lot of understanding about the world, a whole lot of skewed and messed up understandings about the world, but also a whole lot that, um, that I then carried into, um, you know, other literacies. And, uh, and I think that was crucial for me in terms of being able to grasp our, my place in the world and the way that the world functions, the way that honor works, the way that, um, that goodness works, the way that justice plays out, um, the ways that relationships play out. Um, I know that it's terrifying to think about a kid learning um, about relationships from comics, <laughs> but you got to think broader. I'm not just reading, uh, uh, you know, The Punisher in 1992. Um, I'm also reading um, a very wide world of what's out there in comics. Um, I read, you know, I, I had a, a period as a, as a really young kid around the time that the Dick Tracy movie came out that I started reading Dick Tracy comic strips. And of course, there's all kinds of um, death traps and, and shoot 'em ups, but there's also a lot of um, human elements, human relationships in that, in that comic strip. Um, and from there, I read voraciously every kind of newspaper comic strip that that was collected, you know, from your Walt Kelly's Pogo and the sense of social and political satire that's there to um, to, uh, uh, to to Nancy, you know, and understanding a certain kind of a very distinct certain kind of woman's voice to to reading Doonesbury to um, to, uh, 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 you know, eventually um, uh, Boondocks, you know. And uh, from there, all kinds of other comics, really, um, underground comics, um, comics, you know, the, the Watchmen, um, 
uh, you know, you name it, and I, and I really pursued it. Um, and so as a, as a wide-ranging and voracious comics reader, um, coming into adulthood, I think, I transposed, transliterated, whatever, that passion and interest and curiosity into just reading and, and, and sort of consumption of culture more broadly. Um, wound up being an English major and then, and then an English teacher um, because I cared about how the written word um, played out in the social world um, and wanted to see that um, education confronted the, um, the, the inequities in our society, that education offered opportunities for young people, particularly from marginalized communities, um, people of color, um, and how can we um, use literacies to um, to allow us to, you know, um, consider how to how to um, take down the master's house, so to speak. Um, how do we understand the ways that um, comics are a part of developing a, as I read about in my undergraduate years, a, a Gramscian counter hegemonic um, set of possibilities. Um, and I I think um, comics have have been um, exciting to watch in that in that way um, and from a cultural studies perspective a, a very um, you know very in- interesting as an object of of analysis to see the ways that comics shift culture as well as replicate culture um, so along the way in that work a, a few years back um, a few years back actually about a let's say seven years ago or so when I um, began to, as a graduate student, want to re-engage with comics in that intellectual way. Um, I started searching around for um, for influences, and certainly did that um, in the stacks, in the libraries, um, and in journals and stuff like that. Um, but also found um, just at the time when podcasts really were um, exploding as a thing, found um, the comics alternative, and you can. Imagine with my background and with my interests, the thought of two guys with PhDs, two English majors, um, Derek and Andy, talking about comics, uh, and and specifically, you know, <laughs> opting to to not talk about the big two superhero comics, um, the Marvel and DC superhero stuff, but really the wide, wide, wide world of everything else out there. Um, you know, starting from your Charles Burns and your your um, Chris Ware and you know your your Seth and that that kind of stuff, but but really moving outward from that, um, that was intriguing to me. And um, Derek and Andy, who were um, I think friends in college and sort of entered into comics studies together at a time when that was um, just much less supported, let's say, than even even than today, um, had established for themselves a you know a, a CV of of, of articles and, and, and pieces and, and, and research about comics. And we're bringing that expertise to a podcast, which was really um, out there for, for anyone, <laughs> anyone to hear as they every week would take up a set of books and review them. And I, I, I watched with fascination as the podcast kept on expanding out. They, they did interviews. There were creators that I, you know, um, was just um, really, really curious about their own, um, you know, kind of articulation of their, of what, of their work. And there it was, you know, you know, hour long discussion with Derek and Andy. Um, and, uh, you know, they had reviews on their websites and, and, uh, they, you know, built out these new series they would do on location episodes and, and, uh, monthly manga series and a young readers podcast and, 
you know, eventually getting into European comics and web comics and all kinds of stuff. And so the podcast was amazingly prolific and had this incredible out, output. And I started to really wonder, like, how does anybody do this? And it also became clear that um, as much as Andy brought a lot of the, um, you know, I think the intellectual rigor and the real um, sort of, um, you know, curiosity and responsiveness and personality to the podcast, um, Derek would be the the sort of common element among all these growing, um, and you know these growing features, the, the the new frontiers. Derek always seemed to be there um, uh, with it, um, and so um, as a sort of as a curious graduate student, I reached out at one point and wrote to them and just said like, really enjoy and appreciate your your podcasts, and um, and especially I think I I, I highlighted um, how much. Um, their the, the sort of range of their coverage was something really satisfying and that I didn't see anywhere else on the internet, um, at least not in among um, podcasts, um, and, and certainly not with the sort of consistency that they, they, they maintained. Um, and come to find out <laughs> years later that, you know, a whole lot of that was just how driven Derek was to do this podcast. Um, and in that sort of being driven, it wasn't sort of just that he loved, uh, you know, he loved reading comics and loved talking about comics. He loved talking to people about comics. And and it, it became really important to me, uh, a tagline that I really thought was pretty cheesy. <laughs> he would always say, I mean, they would always say, we're two guys with PhDs talking about comics, or eventually recognizing the sort of gender, uh, gendered uh, nature of that, they just would say two PhDs or something like that, talking about comics. Um, in fact, so much so that the email address and stuff for the, for the podcast really became two guys, you know, it was two guys with PhD. And that, um, I think, you know, was an almost intuitive part of the the DNA of the podcast, but what I came to understand is how much for Derek, this was a dialogical thing, is what I would call it, you know, that he really wanted to engage in conversation, that um, this was a social endeavor, and that he uh, was so much a, um, a person who co-constructed his own understandings, as brilliant as he was, as prepared as he was, as much as he could come on the microphone and monologue. I mean, who would do that? Who would, he would come on? He could he could come on a, a microphone and lecture for an hour. You know, he just did not imagine, you know, unpacking, talking about comics that way. Um, that's just not what he. That's not what you do, because for him, I think it was always tied with. The relationship of minds and hearts and spirits, you know, engaged in this very, I mean, I'm, I'm making it into a very like kind of ceremonial and sacred act of, of interchange to read and talk about about work together. Um, I think he, he really thought of it as just um, probably like a format um, and something that was intellectually stimulating. Um, but I think that for Derek, Comics were not just a medium of reading about the world. They were also a medium of being able to talk with others about the world and about life. Um, and he really, as much as he, in a very professional kind of fashion, didn't, you know, wasn't always bringing his, his autobiographical perspective into his reviews, he, um, he, he would. You know, he was sorting through a lot of his understandings of how things were working in culture and in society, and, and even 
how things were, you know, were playing out in his own head about politics and about family and so on in talking about comics. Um, I suggest, I'd like to suggest that, and I'd like to suggest that that's true for all of us. So as I said, I reached out um, to Derek, um, and um, at one point he was putting together a bunch of pieces for the website about um, the Eisner nominees, something that he, a column he, he wanted to do, like a, a commentary column he wanted to do every year, and he asked me to write something knowing that I was a graduate student and and um, and with my interests, and so I wrote a small, a short piece, I don't even remember too much what it's about, I think, um, but... Um, yeah, I, 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 I remember that that was a reflection of Derek's attention to comics as a, not, not only as a, an art form, um, but as a, an industry. And I think that was a kind of savvy that um, though he was very much a, you know, a literary person and, and um, attuned to, um, to the sort of um, novelistic nature of comics, he was also an industry watcher. And really attentive to how um, this was a medium of passionate people. I think he, you know, he looked as much for his own influences um, as as much as you know the academics who were in offices next door to him. He looked toward um, comics publishers and um, and sort of the very kind of underground sense of of um, cultural projects, um, cultural pro- cultural work that. Um, comics makers, comics creators were involved in. And I think the podcast and the website and its expansion and growth were his, you know, were were an outgrowth of that, were the ways that he was entrepreneurial about all that stuff. So, um, so in part of that, he asked me at one point if I wanted to be um, the editor for the Comics Alternative website, which I accepted, which was a terrible idea um, on my part, <laughs> you know, no fault of his, because I was woefully un- unqualified for that. I-, I don't know much about web hosting. I'm not good at sort of the tedium of, <laughs> of dealing with um, HTML or whatever. I'm not good at pushing people to contribute. So I didn't really accomplish much from <laughs> from being the comics alternative website um, publish uh, editor, I should say. But um, along the way, a few times he invited me to guest host, and then I, I became a regular with Gwen after um, Gwen and, and Andy Wolverton um, a, a long run as the um, Young Readers um, podcast hosts. Then I became a, a sort of semi regular fill in, um, and and then for a period of time after Andy Kunkka sort of retired from being the regular guest, uh, sorry, from being the regular co host. On the weekly review show, I became uh, one of the two guys, as Derek said, and um, even though I was not quite finished with my PhD yet, um, and you know that invitation and all those times of being guest host and all the ways that Derek um, invited and then really supported and encouraged and would do the the grunt work of you know of audio editing to put together our our podcasts. Um, Derek was just so incredibly um, supportive, so incredibly um, willing, really, to 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 um, you know to 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 make possible my engagement, our engagement as co-hosts. Um, he was so generous about that, um, and you know, I I, I got to say, I, I never got to meet Derek in person, um, you know. Many, many, and many hours, and um, really years of a relationship and a friendship conducted over long emails and phone conversations and you know podcast conversations. 
Um, and I, you know, I never got to see him face to face. Um, obviously knew what he looked like, but, um, and we had video called each other before. Um, but, um, I think Derek was, um, a, a person who was sort of so open to, again, that social, um, that social relationship. What other kind of there? <laughs> that social relationship of engaging about comics that um, it didn't matter that we hadn't met in person. That for him to um, to hold out all these opportunities uh, for for me, for others too. Um, and you know, I, I hadn't finished my PhD, um, so I stepped aside from doing the podcast after a stint of time. And some of that was just changes in my life and recognizing that I needed to be able to move forward with some other things. Um, but some of it, to be, to be very honest, um, was pushing back a little bit because Derek was so eager to push forward um, and so eager to kind of move the enterprise forward. And I just, I didn't, I didn't have it in me to, to be able to keep up with him. Um, and, and the truth is, um, I, I don't know if I would ever have finished my, my PhD or, or my dissertation if I had kept going with the podcast. And I think Derek was so committed to, to what, you know, the ways the podcast could grow that it took over a lot of his work time. Um, when we worked together, he still taught, he still had, you know, various, um, uh, comics research, uh, and comics, uh, academic projects um but as he 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 mentioned often on the podcast um he was also really preoccupied taking care of his dad um now i'm not here to talk about um, derek's personal business all over the internet um he he really you know just suffice it to say that he really loved his his dad and towards the end of his dad's life it was um incredibly taxing uh to take care as anyone who has cared for an older person who is facing physical and cognitive, you know, challenges of coming to end of life. It was really taxing on Derek, and I and I and I understood a bit of that um, as I shared um, on on that podcast and on this. Um, my mom was also facing the end of her life um, a, a lot younger than Derek's father, but um, but just seeing some of the the um, you know how hard it is to love someone who um, is unable to to sort of monitor and filter what they say sometimes um who's going through a lot of pain and 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 um and then you are 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 trying to be there for them um Derek was in every time that we talked about it and he had a lot of candor actually when we would talk about it um I would see even through a lot of struggle and 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 you know sometimes complaint which was totally understandable that he was incredibly courageous about that um and and often with me very very tender. Um, and I, I think that taking care of his father was hard on him in a way that I just, I, I couldn't even compare despite how big a thing it was in my life to take care of my mom. Um, and, and, you know, I just, I say these things wanting to be honest about Derek because I, I genuinely did admire him and I genuinely, um, learned so much from him and, uh, in no way I'm trying to speak ill of the departed. I think there was so much to Derek, including in his, in his weaknesses and his, um, kind of his quirky tendencies that were part of the, the fullness of his, his, his being a human being and made him all the more special. And so here are some of the things that I learned from Derek. Here are some of the ways that I think this, this podcast um, and, and really who I am um, as a human being um, wouldn't, wouldn't be the same without having encountered Derek.
I talk in, in the comic syllabus, um, and this was sort of my cheesy tagline for this podcast, about reading widely and digging deep. And Derek um, really taught me how to do that. Um, he was a voracious reader. I mean, <clears throat> I, I thought I, I, I liked reading a lot. Derek would um, schedule a weekly episode, and I remember I'd be like, okay, so three titles, right? He'd be like, yeah, but maybe one of these titles can be three titles. And maybe this one, let's read five issues of it. And how about this graphic novel? 300 pages. That's all right, right? <laughs> you know, and he would just like stack it on and be like, man, this is tough. This is like a, a heavier reading assignment than uh, than my, my, uh, my doctorate classes. You know, and Derek would read. Uh, and, 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 you know, the impulse, and I totally understood this. Uh, in fact, I, I, I do the same thing. He would just say, look at the, the, the landscape of what was out there. And, you know, we would talk or email about things that were coming out. And he was just so curious, intensely um, interested in, 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 all, in all of the, the stuff that, you know, IDW is coming out with this. And there's these new single issue series from, from Image. And, and um, oh, and by the way, this, uh, you know, Silver Sprocket has this new, um, new book out. And, um, and uh, he, he was just such a... I think a, a, an interested follower of the comics medium and, and investigator and um, student really that um, he always was wanting to cram in more. Uh, in fact, it it's what compelled him sort of to to overflow from the weekly review podcast into the um, you know the manga series and the Euro comic series and the web comic series and so on and so forth. Um, and along the way, as he did that, he would search out others who were similarly passionate, you know. <laughs> and so Shay and um, and Sean and uh, Gwen and Andy and Andy and um, and you know Sturge, of course, um, his his co-host after I left, um, and uh, many others that I'm leaving. Gene, um, he would just seek out people who would um, would be able to 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 run with him in his 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 sort of um, capacious love and, and, and passion for the medium. And yet, while reading widely, <laughs> very, very widely, um, Derek had a certain way of reading. And when we would talk about a book, I, 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 it got to a point where I, initially I was like, all right, I got to hold up my part of this exchange and I should fill in some of these plot points, you know, some of these details, some of the, the name of so, such and such character, this setting, this thing happened, here's the rising action, you know, <laughs> the denouement looks like this. But um, but after a while, I just started just sitting back and going, all right, Derek's going to cover it. <laughs> Let me just kind of come in with some um, off the wall interpretation because Derek was so good at going over over the details. And he would never skip, I mean, most of the time, he would never, you know, skip right to the opinions, to the meanings, to the interpretive work without spending time in, in kind of taking in studiously what he saw with his eyes as far as the story. And, you know, saying that, of course, yes, he tended to focus a little more than I liked on, on the literal and the literary, on the narrative and the character elements and the conflicts as opposed to the art and the artistry and the aesthetics. But, but you know, I, I would... Um, one thing I always appreciated when we when we talked about comics that we both read, 
I would always feel like it was somewhat tedious in the level of detail that he would go over. And sometimes Derek would spoil things. Like we had like on air um, conflicts where I was like, Derek, you just spoiled that. That's that's you know that just ruined it for the reader. <laughs> and uh, and, um, and some so and and he'd go over all like all these all the details. Um, uh, and I would wonder like why why does anyone want to hear this? But then anytime he talked about a book that I hadn't read, which was all the time actually. I was so appreciative that he was, you know, like, you know, really like not just sort of like gesturing to what this book was. And I had no idea what he's talking about, but he laid it out there for you so that you knew what you were in for if you were to go and pick up this book. And I think it, it's not only sort of for this, for servicing the, the um, you know, the curiosity of listeners who, who hadn't read the, the title. But I think what Derek was doing, which was part of his nature, was that he was not overlooking what was presented in front of him. And he was giving each work the respect of that kind of meticulous attention. And I, I, I you know, understood in time doing this, this kind of um, research with him that how, just how laudable and necessary it was that he did that. Um, you know, and, and it was his way of really digging deep, of understanding, you know, of, of paying attention to every page, every move of the story. I, I gotta admit, there's things that I that we reviewed that I gave up reading three quarters of the way through. Uh, never, never would catch Derek <laughs> not having finished, not having given given each work its due um, by reading it um, cover to cover. And you know, and, and I think to to back to the ways that he read widely and dig deep, he really went out there to you know went out of his way to look for stuff and he would never raise his nose at anything um you know even things that when we talked he you know he would say privately that he didn't really like it or or not his favorite um he just had such regard for artists and for the medium um even people that you know i would say like really that he would always um afford them the respect of of studying their work um Derek read widely, and he dig, he would dig deep. Um, another thing I learned from Derek is the ways that comics commentary calls us to be, calls for us to be our full selves politically and morally and ethically. Um, you know, Derek was not afraid to take his stance. He was a, a, a he was a, a scholar of Philip Roth's, and you know, I think he had both that literature professor's liberalism and that attuned sense that art is supposed to save us from totalitarianism in some sense. You know, sometimes by pointing it out, sometimes by skewering or satirizing it, um, sometimes by following a hero or an anti-hero through its its layers. I mean, th- there were times when we were talking and, and you know, he would weigh in and um, or he would just on a side remark and, you know, definitely was like, okay, Derek is an older white Jewish guy from a, a, another generation. You know, he would talk about things that <laughs> is not sufficiently woke from my vantage point. No, yeah, I mean, I think it was, you know, he was a very, very conscious and conscientious person. Um, and, 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 and there were times where sometimes I think his perspective still remained in the box of who he was and, you know, hard to fault the person for that. Um, but actually, he was incredibly open, incredibly open to people and to ideas. And... Um, you know, and and I think receptive to um, to difference, um, and very vocal against what he saw was fascistic or authoritarian. I mean, he I think there was something about comics's rebellious nature that 
really spoke to him and that um, he both um, enjoyed and wanted to incite. Wasn't afraid to, to you know, just speak badly about the, the George W. Bush administration or, or certainly Donald Trump in, the, in these last few years. And, you know, Derek knew comics. He knew comic scholarship. He knew the comics world. And yet, in his... Um, in the way that he he would talk about comics, he was never arrogant, or <clears throat> um, never inten- intentionally like gatekeepery, you know, about any of it. He was amazingly good at having cordial relationships, at least um, friendships, often with like a very wide swath of the comics world. You know, I think people who encountered Derek, there were few very, you know, there, there were a few people who like rubbed him the wrong way or or even um, antagonized him, but it, it seemed like in the way that he talked about them. Um, it, those were, A, really the exception, and most often because it was a, a certain snobbery, or a, a certain um, looking down their noses at, at, at him or at others that Derek would just um, not appreciate, you know. But um, unless you regarded him or others with that kind of disdain, he was just this incredibly open person. Um, and I think being that open really stresses you out. <laughs> I, um, Sunny Liu, um, uh, Singaporean artist extraordinaire, Eisner winner, and, um, and a friend of the show. Um, Sunny Liu and I talked before about a time when he, uh, actually in, in, Derek's, in the wake of Derek's passing, Sunny wrote uh, a really, really kind tribute um, post on Facebook and things like that, and did a drawing of Derek that was actually um, so spot on, and so, so Sunny and so Derek. Anyway, um, Sonny told me this story that he mentioned in, in that post about a time when he visited, um, he, Sonny was invited as a, a guest speaker at UT. Um, Derek taught at, at uh, University of Texas and at Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, and, Der- and Sonny was a guest speaker and, um, <laughs> and he drove, you know, he picked him up, I think, and he was driving him around and <laughs> like Sonny was slightly terrified by Derek's, um, you know, frantic driving as well as, you know, monitoring directions and his cell phone and stuff like that. And it reflected the fact that Derek was often, you know, um, he was so present, you know, y- you listen to the podcast and it's just hours and hours of very attentive and very smart right um uh you know being present that Derek did and but uh, you know i i had the privilege of seeing behind the scenes a little bit that you know in in between or, or sort of beneath that that sort of veneer of of you know calm <laughs> that he was often in a rush because he was always trying to do so much at once you know and it just spoke to his ambition uh, uh and 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 what he wanted to accomplish he always had these grand designs always wanted to grow and you know, sometimes he would write me like three emails, um, you know, within one month that were just reiterating the same grand ideas, but he's just so like sort of juiced up on them that he just would write the same thing over and over again because it's so busy in his head cooking up the next big plans, you know. Um, and he would, uh, but, but you know, what was really cool about him was as he was frantically running around to accomplish all this, he always wanted to do it with others. You know, he was always bringing in that other PhD to, to talk about it with him. Um, and, um, and it was, it was a reflection again of just kind of the scope of what he wanted to do all the time as somebody who, who covered, um, comics. Um, yeah. Um, so much humility and so much curiosity. 
and you know back to i think those the rest of us who got to be involved derek cultivated a crew and he was always um uh, super super kind to 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 us that he worked with it was always a team effort and um you know actually just um exception proving the rule there were a few times um especially when things got busy with with the rest of us that he did try solo podcasting uh in fact you know this the comic syllabus being me solo podcasting on on a mic he um he was like i I should try that so he (laughs) he did a few episodes i think it was one euro comics review episode where um edward um was unavailable as a as a co-host and he was really funny about it he told me that he would mess up and then curse <laughs> a million times restart and re-record he did this like a bunch of times i think he said this on the podcast and i could totally picture it because when we were when we would do the podcast again he would just um always have this very professional you know and and very sort of um calm and 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 you know professorial demeanor um and then something would happen you know Bucky, his dog would bark, or there'd be like a garbage truck outside. It was really noisy, and then he would just like rip off a string of curse words and just like, "All right, all right, let me go back, and we got to restart from this point." And then we do all that, all that stuff. Um, um, but uh, you know, again, the sort of like frantic storm behind the calm of who he was. But I, I remember these incredibly uh, tender ways that he would mention each of the partners on the various podcasts, and you know, update me, um, on things they were going through, um, if, if he were allowed to share them, um, in our relationships, I I admit that sometimes I got the feeling like he was a little too driven by the work. Um, when I lost my mom, he, um, checked in with me. He was really, really, um, caring. Um, but then he started asking really soon, Hey, uh, you ready to come back to the podcast? And I, you know, I was like, "Ah, that's, it's a little pushy, man. Um, a little too much. Um, but um, I think all the while, while carrying along this crew of comics alternative people, he was incredibly attuned and really aware of everyone's struggles. And, you know, he was just so happy to bring us along for the work. Um, Gene, Gene Cannonberg um, wrote in a Facebook post about these bucket list experiences that, that Gene got to experience, you know, talking to, to so-and-so creator. Um, and that they happened because Derek brought him along for that for that interview or set that up um, in the on the podcast. You know, he he would he would schedule you to co-host for an interview or for a review because he knew that someone's work was important to you. You know, he'd always put your name above his in the byline. Um, deciding what to review, he'd go with what you were passionate about because he was just passionate about everything and excited to talk to somebody who was as passionate as he was. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I bet to some degree or in a different way, all of the co-hosts and, and, and the crew at the Comics Alternative feel this way about him. But, um, I was just incredibly grateful. I was incredibly grateful for, you know, his constant willingness to, to do the hard work, um, and to show up, um, ready and then to, um, make it as, as happy an experience for you as a co-host as he could. Um, so as a confession, I, um, over the past year, and I mentioned at the top of the show, in this new and very consuming job, 
I had lost touch with Derek. Um, I think I, I had a few unanswered emails that probably gave him the sense that I was um, too wrapped up and stuff to to come back to the podcast. And meanwhile, he had his own sort of um, busyness and then health challenges um, to deal with. <clears throat> and um, just a, a you know over the weeks and months, you know, not having heard from him or from the podcast for a while, um, I had been, you know, this had the lingering feeling that I needed to touch back and, and, you know, touch base with him. And so just, um, so, so finally, as, as I said, I I transitioned in my job to a new role and things were kind of tailing off and, and cooling down a little bit and stayed pretty busy all the way till the end. But, um, I, one of the first things I did when, when things were calming down was to, you know, you you tend to all those overdue things that, um, are tugging on you because they're important. And so one of the first things I did was to email Derek um, and to say, how are you doing? And um, I'm sorry, I've been so out of reach and um, you're really important to me. I hope you're okay. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and I wrote him that in an email, hoping to hear back. And sometimes, you know, often when we were sort of like really deep in the work, he would write back within minutes of getting a note from me. Um, uh, other times when he was dealing with family stuff or, or his health, I wouldn't hear from him. For, for days or even weeks. And um, not having heard from him or the podcast, I, I wrote to him keeping my fingers crossed that I would hear from him soon. And um, four days after that, um, Andy Kunkka emailed me to let me know that Derek had passed. I hadn't known um, that he was close to that situation. And um, it was a week before I transitioned officially fully out of my job, which just happened. Um, and I was, I got a bit, again, I was just so busy that I could barely give it the space of thought. I mean, I I sat there for a minute, took it in, saw on social media, the tributes from, um, from friends and family. And, um, really not until now could I kind of sit and take stock of what Derek meant to me. Um, and so, you know, first of all, I had to say and want to say, and probably should have said at the top, to the whole Comics Alternative crew, um, to Andy, Gunka, most of all, but also certainly Gwen and, and, and Andy Wolverton and Sturgios and Shay and Gene and um, Crystal, Michael, Pedro, um, everyone else. Um, and also, of course, to Derek's um, family and his, his kids, his nephew who I interacted with and um, his partner. Um, and to the many devoted listeners who would you know, engage with the show, man, you know, every time Derek got any kind of message, it, you know, um, he, he was on all the social medias, so hungry to hear back from listeners. Every time he got an email, he would want to read it on the show. Every time he got a message, um, I, I, you know, every time someone interacted with him, he opened a Slack channel and loved interacting with, you know, Jay and, and, you know, uh, all the other people on this, like, I couldn't even keep up, um, <laughs> Pascal, you know, like anyone who would talk to him, uh, uh, about comics and about the show, he just ate it up. Um, those meant the world to him. Um, thank you for engaging with the podcast and with comics with Derek. Um, I think that was incredibly meaningful to him. Uh, I remember one time, even, I think there was a comment on the, um, on a on an episode of the of the podcast that I, I'm pretty sure was a bot, 
And he read it, and I was like, Derek, I'm not even sure that was a real person. But he was just like, he cared so much that somebody might be listening. Um, so those who listened sometimes, uh, or all the time, um, I don't know if how anybody could listen all the time to all that Derek produced um, with us on the podcast. Um, I just want to say thanks. Uh, I want to say thanks for having me be part of this great community that um, y'all, um, with a whole lot of leadership and love from Derek, a community that y'all formed. It really taught me how to read comics meaningfully and really um, taught me, as Derek taught me, how to um, how to read comics as being a human being in the world um, and um, and how to how this discussion of comics, this this analysis of comics, this this thinking through what um, these images and, and words on page, how they become our reflection, our sense making about this this world that we live in, this life that we live. Um, thank you for for you know exemplifying for me so much of what that is, um, and that is um, so much of what I um, have learned from and have to thank Derek for. So Derek, um, no, I don't know if you're, you're listening. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, so the comic syllabus is back. <laughs> I think over the next few weeks, um, I will be traveling. So it's going to be slow to return. But um, if you want to look ahead at what to read, um, I want to talk about Ebony Flowers's Blowout Comb. Uh, I would love to, in, in honor of Derek, um, talk about the Eisner winners and um, the, the winners from the recent San Diego Comic-Con um, announcements of those books. I went through those winners and shared a bit of a private moment of conversation with Derek and just, you know, in my head <laughs> and going, hey, Derek, remember when we talked about this? And and uh, I know you really liked that and I never read it. And uh, I was always trying to convince you to read uh, uh, this. And um, even though it was a, you know, a Marvel series or whatever so anyway um i would love to talk about those and i got a long list in fact uh, i'm going to in the spirit of reading widely and digging deep that i learned from from derek um share with you some of the things that i've been reading i and and i hope to talk about i may talk about in um an upcoming episode in fact love would love your feedback as well to um hear what you'd like to hear about um but the um g willow wilson series with christian ward um I should say the G. Willow Wilson and Christian Ward and um, Sal Cipriano series from Dark Horse Burger Books, Invisible Kingdom just wrapped up its. Um, I don't know. I think it wrapped up its first arc um, with the fifth issue. Um, been enjoying that. Um, really loved the debut issues of Sea of Stars from Image by Jason Aaron and, and Dennis Hallam writers and Stephen Green artist. Um, the the book from Vault Sarah and the Royal Stars by John Sui and Audrey Mock. Um, is incredible. I really loved that. Um, I've been really enjoying Black Hammer, Age of Doom, um, Skyward, just finished from Image Comics. Um, that's that's a, that's a great one. Been reading. Um, I read the first issue of Craig Thompson's new series from Uncivilized, um, called Ginseng Roots. Um, and uh, wow, a whole lot of graphic novels, you know. Um, and I would love to talk about um, Bottom Feeders by Ezra Clayton Daniels and Ben Passmore from from Facebook. Um, from Facebook, I said. From Fanagraphics. <laughs> I have FB written there. <laughs> so, um, 
um, the new No Brow book in Waves by A.J. Dungo about surfing. Um, George Takai's um, autobiography with with uh, Justin Isinger and Stephen Scott and Harmony Becker called They Called Us Enemy about um, about Takai's, Takai's experience in the Japanese and uh, American internment camps. Um, Kramer's 10, um, this new, uh, you know, uh, uh, Alienation by Ines Estrada. Um, Hecatea by Loren- Lorena Alvarez from Nobrow. I, these are some of the titles <laughs> that this summer I've been reading and would really love to talk about on the podcast. Um, I, I guess I'm having a moment right now because this is totally the kind of thing that like Derek and I would just be batting back and forth. Um, in that, in that brief time, I got to be a host with him. So all that to say, um, we're back and, uh, I don't know with what consistency or regularity, um, we'll be able to do this, but would love to hear from you. Um, would love to hear from you, um, what you remember and, uh, what you appreciated about the comics alternative and about Derek, um, what your thoughts are about, um, some of those titles and topics I mentioned and, and just to touch, touch back in base, uh, touch, touch base, get back in touch, <laughs> reconnect. Because as it turns out, um, Derek was right um, with the, the the value that he never said uh, aloud. But um, that um, talking about comics is talking about life, and, um, and it's important that we do this together. So, all right, take care. Keep reading.